0: welcome to switcheroo a dirty little podcast about religion sex and all the in-between parts with your hosts maggie baxter an atheist turned evangelical and nick vu an evangelical turned atheist look at my face it's a beautiful face
1: cool I said, Hesitzi, who's this girl back here? That's a girl, what's she doing? It's talking on the telephone. I
2: said, yeah, she's talking on the telephone. Oh, the on the telephone. that girl doing?
1: Look at us. We're like pros now. We're doing it. I've got I got a creaky chair. This is you might hear note. that the entire time. It's
0: really squeaky.
1: I'm never gonna. I'm gonna try not to move the entire. Do you want
0: a different chair? Three hours. <laughs> do you us. want a different uh, chair?
1: I'm too lazy for all that. Okay. I think I can do it. Maybe. Okay. We'll
0: see. It'll be a guest on the the squeaky chair
1: chair. the cosmic squeaky chair i like the cosmic napkin like the
0: cosmic napkin (laughs) it it's made of stardust too and it came all the way here to be with us today
1: you remember all that because you took like a million years editing yes that and listened to it thousands (laughs) of times yes yeah i'm like oh i I vaguely remember this stuff
0: quote it word for word Mm.
1: (laughs) That'd be an interesting like telephone exercise or maybe not exercise, experiment. Yes. It's like uh, you listen to it so many times and then you re-record the whole And try and like I can outline it and then try and record own. the whole
0: episode. That would be amazing. But
1: you do all the parts and you do can voices.
0: I, do, I can do voices. Well, I can you, do separate yeah, do voices. Do my
1: voice right now.
0: Nick. I'm Nick, and I'm a guy, and, and I, I'm wearing glasses, and I play Rubik's
1: Cube. I, f- I play the Rubik's Cube. Okay, do my voice. O- opening deep wounds.
2: <laughs> Hi, I'm Eddie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: did, I get, did I nail it? Yeah. Is that very good? I, I
0: mean, I felt like I was listening to playback of my own voice.
1: Right, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, why is Rubik's Cube a deep wound?
1: Oh, no, it's not really. Okay. Yeah, You know, in life, I think I go, I have phases and I'll go real hard into certain things. And then once I phase out, those things are not like touchy subjects. Like but sad? It's like, No, it's not even sad. Like I would say breakdancing was that. I think I can do it now, but it was almost like hard to even watch videos of breakdancing. Just because like, yeah, that was sort of a past thing that I never really, I don't know. Maybe didn't go as far as I would have liked to have gone. And what are some other things like that? Uh, and so Rubik, Rubik's Cubing, I'm pretty proud of everything I did, but it's also like that was my life can you, for like seven ish years. Can you
0: tell our listeners what you did with Rubik's Cube? Because it's I pretty mean, amazing. I was
1: like, I was a competitive Rubik's Cuber. Yeah. And uh, I mean, there's all sorts of events. My. Most accomplished event was blindfold cubing. So you would
0: you were nationally or internationally rated as a blindfold.
1: I mean, anyone is anyone who ever goes to a competition is internationally rated. Oh, but because there are so um, few. I was like second in the U.S. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's a time where it was like that was three hours a day ish. Yeah, that's my peak of like practicing every day.
0: I remember I lived with you during that time.
1: Right. And that's like all I would be doing, you know? Uh, and so what I don't it? know. I had to like peel myself away from that. And there was so much information in my head about that, that I feel a little bit guilty about mm. one uh, spending that much of my energy and attention in life on it, which I mean, I don't really regret it, but it's like, that was a big investment. And then to walk away, like after having made that huge investment. And it's Did like, you walk
0: away because you felt like you couldn't go any further or get uh, any yeah, better? kind
1: of. It's like me and this other guy were racing for the top spot in the US and and just going real hard. And then I he think I ended remember up what his name is. Blowing past it. Yeah, what is it?
0: Oh gosh. It was so- I, I feel I like it was something name. rhymey.
1: Oh. Uh, I think it was Arthur something. I thought it was but- like I don't know. I could maybe look it up, but Dylan like...
0: Bill or something. Dylan Billenham.
1: <laughs> I like, I mean, that's a good name in the movie. It'll be.
0: Yes. He'll be played by Dylan. D- Billenham. Dilly,
1: Dilly, Ben and Yeah. Um, played by Brad Pitt. David... <laughs> Brad Pitt yeah. <laughs> As an old man. Yeah. Who will you be? Yeah. Uh, who will be me? Who
0: will play you in the movie about your Rubik's Cube? Uh, player?
1: lately people have been saying I look kind of like, uh, Who's the guy in Star Wars? Adam Driver. Adam Driver. You definitely have an Adam Driver vibe. And back in Girls, the -hmm. show Girls, that's when it came up first. And and people were like, hey, you look... Yeah.
0: And he's... uh, I would say you are much more attractive than Adam Driver, but I think Adam... Wow, really? Yes. I think Adam Driver is a acquired taste. People are very horny for Adam Adam Driver. (laughs) Yeah. Extremely extremely horny horny for for him.
1: uh, and so I think you're that. better looking wow, than I think he is.
0: Kind of strange looking. Person, I think and he's I a think little like, strange. No,
1: so I'm like, do I? Do like, I, I know it's I a compliment okay when, it? when when people say that, but it's also like I don't know if I like how he looks.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, no you're cool. much more attractive than well, him. Well, Grant. And well, from my perspective, and also from like a symmetry perspective, yeah. like your face is a lot more symmetrical uh, than his. So, like, from, I mean. Owen objective. Wilson
1: makes asymmetry kind of work
0: sometimes his nose is upsetting for me to look at
1: yeah yeah
0: I love you Owen
1: I love I'm, Owen. So, I'm sorry
0: that he's I, I'm so. I know that he's a listener so I don't want him to feel offended that <laughs> that's I that's true I'm not attracted uh hey uh,
1: Owen I just watched Bottle Rocket again for like the fifth time yeah. and it was awesome I hey, think that was one of his first movies hey
0: Owen uh, I just watched Armageddon again, and I forgot you were in it. And what a good (laughs) role. Sorry, you died. Spoiler alert.
1: Oh, I watched that so many times.
0: (laughs) It was so good.
1: I never saw Deep Impact, but Armageddon.
0: My first last dance of a high school dance was to Don't Want to Miss a Thing from Armageddon. don't want to miss a thing. And I danced with a senior that I had a crush on. Oh, yeah? And I was a freshman. Uh, I had a huge crush on a senior, and I ditched my date to dance the last dance with someone else. And my date left because I was uh, so mad.
1: Did he? Did were you confronted later?
0: Uh, no, but we we did not have a very good friendship after
1: that. I think no. he was
0: very hurt.
1: W- was he just in love with you?
0: No, I don't think so. But I think he had an idea of what dates were supposed to do at these dances and he had like worn a suit so. <laughs> I don't think so I don't think so I didn't even know what a penis was at that point uh, but he like he did. He went out of his way. He brought flowers or a corsage. Like yeah. he bought me a corsage, and we went on like a group dinner date to Azteca, which is like mm-hmm. a chain Mexican restaurant. And,
1: yeah, you took me there, and, and I'm like, this isn't very good, but you're like, it has a special place in my heart. Yes, it's because not, this it... is where I ditched that boy. No, you didn't bring <laughs> up that. I think you just went there a lot as a kid. Yes. Right?
0: Oh man. I I mean, I still go there. His name is Johnny. I won't say his last name, but he took. We went there as our like dinner date with a group before the dance. And he wanted to, like, make me feel special, so he had them come over and put the sombrero on my head and sing the happy birthday song.
1: And it wasn't your birthday? It was not
0: my birthday.
1: Was that romantic to you? I
0: hated it, because I hate stuff like that. And I I had just had my hair professionally done for the first time. Mm -hmm. I was wearing a tiara, and so they put the sombrero Mm -hmm. on my head, and the tiara got all, like, tangled in my hairsprayed hair. I was so upset. I was so upset. But... I didn't. I was such a young kid. I didn't realize that. How old were you? I was 14, 15, 14. Yeah. And I didn't realize that it was going to be such a big deal for him. Like he was just trying to make me feel special.
1: None of us knew what we were doing. I know. And maybe we still don't.
0: I still don't. I still, I'm sure I'm still making
1: mistakes like this where I. If uh, I went to homecoming now, though, I would kill it.
0: I know. I would. (sighs) I would crush homecoming. I would immediately be on the dance floor. I'd be like busting all the moves.
1: Mm-hmm. Choreograph a dance. Making out with all the boys. Yeah. Usher would be our DJ.
0: Yes. <laughs> Wait, Usher or Cisco or both.
1: Both. Both of them. They'd be battling DJs. Yes,
0: and they and we would bust into a choreographed dance with no prior practice.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. Okay, and the whole school would be behind us. Yes. Yeah.
0: And, but we would be in the front mm-hmm. dancing, and we would have the most glittery outfits on.
1: Yeah, probably. Okay, good. <laughs> and we'd be the most emotionally mature also. There yes. would be, like, so, like no drama. Yeah. And only fun.
0: Yes, and we'd make out with all the people. We'd, yeah. And nobody would have hurt feelings about it. They'd just right. be excited that they got to make out with the coolest people in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: We would be those seniors yes. that everyone was like, oh.
0: yes. Yeah. Oh, if only. And then we would set the stage for like a generation of high school students to be really cool because they would want to be like us.
1: Would that be weird or narcissistic if I wrote a screenplay for a high school movie of how I want to relive? Like, if I did it over, this is how it would have gone.
0: Yes. No, I don't think so. maybe
1: there would be scenes from my actual high school, but like I would reclaim it.
0: I love this. I mean, there there is a movie called 17 Again and also Freaky Friday, right? Yeah. Where like people, like adults get to go back to high school. Mm-hmm. But I would say we could call the movie Switcheroo. <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> and it would be a switcheroo. We would go into inhabit the bodies of 17 year olds, like hot, sexy 17 year olds with ah! all our know-how and then we would just like
1: <laughs> our prowess
0: party so hard and the 17 year olds would have to live in our ah! <laughs> terrible adult lives and pay bills
1: hey they might like it I maybe, don't know
0: and maybe it we may never switch perspective. back
1: perspective yeah this mm-hmm. is a great movie
0: mm-hmm. and and usually in those movies there's some magic in the end that switches everybody back but we could all just decide we're gonna stay yeah I would miss my kids I think but I could be their babysitter. <laughs> my my adult s- switch partner could hire me to be their babysitter. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So would you like hold auditions for who's going to switch with you? Because you would want like a promising, like you don't want somebody to squander your your Maggie life right now. It would
0: have to be like that. She's all that, though. Like the kind of uh, unseen um nerd girl who then could have a glow up and and be like a
1: glow up is that like a a makeover
0: yeah like where she gets like you know i mean i know the movie but i've never heard the term glow up yeah oh that's what the kids say nowadays i'm i'm just trying to get in character oh okay it's like a gen z thing
1: (laughs) that we should all know about yeah i'm glowing up yeah everybody
0: (laughs) glowing. on my finsta
1: (laughs) <laughs> we are, this episode is not going to be about explaining all the phrases yeah, okay or, good. it's a fake instagram but really oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. Okay, if yeah. you have like hot pictures or whatever that you don't want everyone to find it's yeah. like a, a side instagram
0: got it you're finsta i'm yeah. there with you yeah, yeah. um let's talk about porn
1: oh yeah you want to talk transition. about porn today yeah let's talk about some porno
0: we're gonna talk about porn
1: yeah do you like to say porn or porno or I feel like porno,
0: it's like silly. like Yeah, it is. <laughs> Go watch silly. some porn out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a little ironic or tongue-in-cheek when okay. I say porno. When I'm real serious, I'm like porn.
0: Yeah, porn. And if you're talking to uh, a professor, you would say pornography?
1: Yeah, that's academic. Okay. Or okay. your doctor.
0: <laughs> yeah. Your doctor is like, how much pornography are you watching
1: Next time I get a physical, which is very rarely and probably should do it more, <laughs> instead of being like, blah, 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 my penis, I'm going to be like, my, my cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, my I, I'm going to yeah, say, my schlong.
0: Ha- Hello, doctor. How is my pussy doing today?
1: I mean, the thing is, I hear pussy so much. Like, that's the norm. That's really? the baseline in my world.
0: Okay. Uh, oh, but like cunt?
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know some people have strong feelings about that. But that I, one, uh, I have, I'm meeting more and more people who like refer to it as that as their like go-to.
0: Um, I like that word. It doesn't feel appropriate for anatomy office. Um, anatomy. No, it feels appropriate. Uh, <laughs> nothing feels appropriate for a doctor's office. Right. <laughs> but I uh. I feel like cunt is a great word. I don't think it, I don't associate it with my anatomy. Yeah. Very often. But I loved, I loved to be a cunt. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you read that book, Cunt? Yes, I did. That was a uh, pivotal book for me. Me too. And I think she's from Seattle. I forget her name. Musica or something.
0: Let's find her and have her on our podcast.
1: Yeah. That'd be great.
0: Oh, my gosh. That book changed my life, though.
1: Yeah. It was a good, like, feminist book. Yeah. from I, I'm curious if it's dated. Like, that was yeah. early 2000s. Is it really right? problematic or maybe now? mid... Well, I don't know. It. I'm just... I don't know how it would read. And things that were super edgy for me to read then are probably just going to be like, what? Very. Like, I remember there's toast. one where she was... Um, you know, in order to celebrate her period and to kind of reclaim, like, this is a beautiful thing that happened. And, like, we should, like, as a woman, you know, embrace this. And, you know, when your friends, when they're having their periods, like, give yes. them presents and stuff like that. And so yeah. she was talking about, uh, you know, just letting her period blood just, like, drop on her kitchen floor.
2: Yeah. And things like that. And
1: uh, at the time, I'm just like, whoa, holy shit. You're like, yes, do that. Awesome. Yes. It- And no, 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 I'd just be like, "Mm, I don't want that on my kitchen floor. That sounds messy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That sounds like something I don't want to clean up. You know, blood is hard to clean.
1: Do whatever you want in your own place. Yes. By all means. not on my floor. Yeah. Or or mine.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it was very interesting, I thought.
1: I agree. Yes. Yeah, let's cut that pause out. Okay, in, the, in post, <laughs>
0: we'll edit that giant pause in post.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, porno.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so back porno, to porno. Uh,
1: by a show of hands, yes. Uh, do, do you want Who here watches porno on a regular basis? Look around. Open your eyes. Open everyone. Open your eyes. Everyone, open your eyes. Uh, open, and. <laughs> The results of this survey are 100% of the people in this room watch porno. Watch porno. Por- I'm sorry, pornography. Porn- on <laughs> a regular basis.
0: Let's talk about what a regular basis is, because I don't watch pornography every day. Eight times a day. I don't watch porno <laughs> I mean, eight times a day. Uh, I probably watch porno two times a month. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So fairly infrequently, but I am a mother with two children, and there's not a lot right. of like down or alone time. And I don't watch pornography with my children. That's healthy. You think so? Yeah, okay, you're good. a good mom. Uh,
1: <laughs> when you, before you moved in with Mike and had babies, yeah. how much do you think you watched?
0: Before, uh, before I was dating Mike, probably like three times a week or something. Yeah. Yeah, That's- like.
1: About where I am, or less. I think a medium sometimes every day, amount. Sometimes sometimes less.
0: Um, and never for very long. To be honest, like I feel like I kind of need, like, or I use it for that first little push. Let's see. Are you I can are you saying
1: like to get to get you in the mood?
0: No, yeah, like to get and. T-
1: but you finish without it.
0: Like if okay, here is the thing, uh, with a vibrator. I can have multiple orgasms. Yeah. Um and so I I would watch like through the first one and then I didn't need pornography anymore. Like mm-hmm. once I get over the first one, the other ones come naturally. So I'll like yeah. put on a sitcom or something. <laughs> like something that I want to watch, like something that I actually want to watch.
1: And you'll just keep uh, riding that wave. Yes, yeah. Because I to not sexy. Yeah, I don't
0: things. need the visual sim- stimuli. And yeah. to be honest, like I can read erotica or like certain programs or whatever, like mm. will get me to the same place. But then I just watch, and then yeah. I,
1: and then I'm fine. So you mentioned that before dating Mike. So yeah. did dating Mike interrupt or? Change your, I guess, porn frequency. Yes, and why?
0: I think I just wasn't interested.
1: Because mm-hmm. you guys weren't banging, though.
0: No, correct.
1: Do you think you were you feeling guilty about watching porn when you were dating? Did like what? No. I, what about? Okay,
0: it? I will. I'll start here. I did not become a Christian until I was in my twenties, and I had lo- watched a lot of porn before. I became a Christian, and I did not have any like repressed anxiety about watching porn. I had no like no hangups about it at all. It was just mm. what was a part of life. Like all of the people I hung out with watched porn. It was just a normal thing, so I had no guilt about it. Um, I was like I started in after high school. No, like my senior year of high school is when I kind of, someone left a Girls Gone Wild VHS tape on my car as a joke Hot. in high school. And I was like, maybe I'll just check this out. And I put it on in my bedroom on my VHS player. <laughs> That's so funny to think about. Uh, and I was like, oh, I feel things that I have not felt before. Wow. <laughs> it was like, I still can remember certain images from that particular video. How many times
1: did you watch that?
0: Probably only three before my mom found it. Oh, shit. And, and was like, why do you have this? And I was like, someone left it on my car as a prank. But then I was like, I should probably get rid of it now. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't see porn until kind of the internet was more yeah. available for streaming, which didn't come until a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. I mean magazines were nothing. Like that's not anything. I couldn't do I mean,
1: anything. Before with the magazines. internet. Yeah, that's that was What it. I had like, you know, the the bra and panty section of the Sears <laughs> magazine. And did you
0: did you do Victoria's Secret too?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Um I I, I know people who are I know men who when they were young young men had subscriptions to victoria's secret <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: i guess maybe my sister or m- mom had a subscription mm-hmm. i don't know but it showed up at the house yeah and you were like mine and then there was uh what was it we had cable television and there was pay-per-view You could go to the pay-per-view channel, even if you didn't pay, and it'd be, like, all scrambled. Yes. But occasionally, you would, like, see a boob.
0: This was channel... It was, like, channel two on my, like, click television, where every once in a while, I would go to channel two, and it would be, like, scrambled porn, and I'd be, like, Mm -hmm. those are boobs! Yeah, and then... (laughs) What?
1: What's happening? And, I mean, I guess I... Yeah, just craving it that much, and just... There was no access to anything yeah. like this at all so it's like i'll take what i can get parents aren't here yeah tonight and so this you know i might spend an hour when was more. the first time you know. watched
0: like uh like how old do you think you were when you watched watched pornography
1: on a video yeah i remember my best friend he did have a video that he showed me and is like, hey, do you want to watch this? He had older sisters and stuff. So I, I don't doubt that it was legit. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm i pretty sure I didn't watch it. Oh, but we would go to like, uh, his parents were separated. So we go to his dad's house okay. occasionally. And uh, he had a TV in his room. And I think like, you know, Cinemax or whatever. And so, so you
0: watched porn with a, another person. Yeah. As like your first experience. What yeah. is it like to be? oh gosh and, like, and i would I, say a
1: lot of them were like kind of social like that a lot of the, that in the is first instances not,
0: that is not my experience um, at all like so we would find
1: or like hustlers or something in the woods and so look at them together, at them together and like we'd have a hiding place but no where we, like, you guys wouldn't
0: masturbate together no, no no
1: no to pornography it would right, just yeah. be
0: like ha, ha ha let's look at this thing yeah this and is and hot, it was hot.
1: Yeah. yeah and you know like my friend next door, his big brother had porn. And so we like kind of raided wow. his room and watched it d- together. That's And it just wasn't that is such an thing. interesting and then I guess we would go home experience. and masturbate like on our own.
0: Yeah. I didn't have that experience at all. I, I don't know if that's a common male female thing. I know that we've talked about kind of our pronouns at this point and uh, like how we identify. But I'm assuming, and I'm going to speak for you and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you were growing up, you were like a heterosexual Christian male. Yeah. And I feel like I understand that to be kind of a common experience with young boys, or at least in the generation that we grew up in is like, we're going to go find porn and watch it together, Mm -hmm. which is, that's something that uh, kids in the generation beneath us will never experience because they can so easily access it on their own on their with, phones yeah. yeah without having to or like go to their friend's big brother's room and raid their <laughs> porn right. stash which to, there's no common experience there
1: yeah Interesting. that is an experience humans will never have again i mean it's I, i'm sure there's every, like there's new experiences that people are having now yes. and i'm sure they're poignant is there cool. any
0: porn that's bad or any reason why porn could be bad.
1: So yeah, I think this is like the uh the elephant in the room, right? Yeah. And we've we've brought up porn on maybe most of our yes. episodes so far. Yes. Uh and yeah, it is that's that's a complicated question. I think so too. It's a very complicated question. People who I think uh sex work is real work.
0: Yes. I agree.
1: I think Think humans have desires that other people might consider perverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of those desires are actually very normal, but we like to pretend like they aren't. And even if they're not mainstream, weird desires, like they're still real human experiences. Mm-hmm. You know? And do
0: you think that there should be an outlet for? every potential or do you think that it's okay that there might be an outlet for every potential desire that might come into a human's brain or should there be a limit
1: uh i agree that there should be an outlet whether that outlet is porn Hmm. uh maybe maybe not and i think there's more and less responsible ways to if it is porn or any of the outlets right is it clear that this is fantasy versus is this something that I'm going to start trying out in my own life with the way I interact with romantic partners?
0: Right. I think the place where I cross into like, this is bad (laughs) territory is Mm -hmm. the, I think sex work is work. I think sex trafficking, heinous.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think we all can agree on that.
0: Okay. I would hope that we could all agree, but I also know that, so I read these comic books when I was uh, in my early 20s by Joan and Vasquez, uh, uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. That's what they were called. And it was really upsetting violence, like really disturbing violence. But it like unlocked this part of my imagination that I knew was there and it was really engaging to read and i think a lot of stuff playing grand theft auto or these like insanely vi- violent video games kind of give that mm-hmm. outlet but i i recognize that i had the like kind of carnal interest in like really graphic really upsetting violence mm-hmm. like i had some sort of draw or attachment to it reading these comic books i think i recognize in myself this sort of part of my brain that says like with pornography, like how far could I go down the rabbit hole? Mm-hmm. Because I'm interested. Because like, there's part of my brain that's like, I mean, I I think about watching two girls, one cup for the first time, <laughs> which is uh, a,
1: a warning to listeners. Do don't look that up. Don't look it up. <laughs> don't look that up.
0: I don't. Uh, I'm. It's probably out there on the internet again, but uh, it will never go away.
1: It, <laughs> it will live on the internet. Uh, all time.
0: two girls, one cup is a uh, scat fetish,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, pornography video that was scat, yeah, w- turned into like memes and jokes, and like mm-hmm. became people kind of like viral to sensation. Uh,
1: film reaction videos to yes. it. Yes, and I have and a filmed reaction video. Yeah. Well, we both did, right? We're <laughs> yes,
0: both it. we both watched it yeah. and filmed ourselves watching it, and <laughs> but like the fact that somewhere that was made for someone, right? Mm -hmm. That makes me think like, I want to like go down that rabbit hole of like, I don't want to use the word crazy, but what other like really out there things are, are people discovering that they're into and like finding a way to make it reality. Mm -hmm. And it just like that crosses a line when it comes to, there are lots of people who are really into young children being abused and that there is an industry and money being made off of young children being abused. And that's like really terrifying to me. Mm -hmm. And the idea of my children being trafficked or uh, exploited in that way is like probably my worst (laughs) nightmare. I can't think of any, I'm laughing. I shouldn't laugh. My therapist tells me I should not laugh about things that are serious (laughs) like that, but it's such a horrifying thing that I can't, even bring myself to take it seriously, because if I took it seriously, I would drown
1: in grief. Yeah, if that's a strategy for lightening that that's a little the bit, only I, like, way fine. I can cope I with the idea that have any problem
0: shit like that happens in the world is mm. is so upsetting to me. But there's a part of my brain that says like, whoa, somebody's into that. Like, should my eyes see something like that? I I think the same thing happened like when like trauma porn. Uh, stuff circulating around murders being captured on film oh and...
1: the there's like what was it faces of death yeah video they would like sell it on Vhs i think yeah. in the 80s or 90s yes that yeah.
0: i and i can't remember the name of the incident but like people being beheaded and mm-hmm. like
1: yeah they're so that... getting killed in all sorts of ways and
0: yeah that there is i know that there's a a part of my brain that says like watch this for whatever reason. And I know I won't because I have that I have whatever filter is in my brain that says, like, don't watch that. It is bad for you. Like, this mm-hmm. will be bad and unhealthy for you. But I, I can recognize that there's a, a part of me that is has a curiosity around it. And I sort of want someone to put a limit on on things for me. Like, I sort of want mm-hmm. there to be a limit to what is allowed. Uh, uh, that just, What is
1: allowed for you to watch? Like, somebody guarding you specifically? Or I think somebody that- guarding...
0: I don't know. Like the, that's that's where it crosses humanity. into like censorship. Like yeah. censorship and exactly yeah, and censorship. freedom of speech and yes, I do want someone to put a block on whether or not it can be viewed like children being abused can be viewed. Like mm-hmm. I want that to be illegal. It is illegal. I don't know how that, f- an- how far like how far is the reach of any entity to like police what people's brains are doing. Right. That's like getting into minority report. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really
1: is. Yeah, the kids one is, I feel like if I say it's an interesting topic, it like that dismisses the gravity and tragedy of it all. But there are those desires in a significant number of people. Yes. And I think there always have been and there always will be. I don't know that the healthiest thing is to shame these people and... Uh, treat them as complete monsters. Right. Yeah. I, and I think that there could be a way, I, I, and I don't have the answer to how what that looks like. And I don't think it's through pornography of it, maybe animated, hmm. but even that I would really want there to be a lot of like warnings and caveats and like, yeah. let's talk about what's happening here, you know, which people will just fast forward through or whatever, but still like, how can we, rehabilitate and ig- yes. ignoring an issue and pretending like i don't know and polarizing it i have not seen that work well ever
0: yeah that's what i i think that when you when i said like should there be an outlet and you were like there should be an outlet like my instinct is to say that outlet should be a support group right like or that that outlet should so if i'm an a, adult who, yeah maybe 12 steps yeah, or who's, something. Who, has a sexual desire for small children. Mm-hmm. My outlet is not to find a source where I can view this or find a source where I can act it out, but my my outlet is to find people I can talk to about it to, like, help.
1: Well, the acting it out, that's interesting because yeah. there is a huge scene called age play hmm. where, you know, you pretend consenting adults right. that are involved usually it doesn't have to be, but usually one of them will be the older person and one of them will be a younger person. And that younger person could legit be any age you want to act out. You know, there, it could be changing your partner's diapers right? or it could be having tea parties with them Hmm. or it, you know, it could be, uh, I don't know, taking them to the school dance or something or, you know, dropping them off as they're, parental figure whatever that feels a lot more healthy to me
0: with consenting adults with consenting
1: adults yeah and that's and honestly like I think that's what it really comes down to with when we're talking about pornography or any outlet like are people consenting here you know Mm -hmm. do they have like informed autonomy yeah are they empowered to uh, make calls for themselves Mm -hmm. like it's okay to give up some power that's like power exchange yeah and like but but doing so with your eyes open and with trust that has been built being like okay i'm gonna allow you to be in charge and that's super freeing
0: i'm uh i am having a really hard time
1: oh yeah yeah (laughs) like
0: i feel and i don't think that i would have had this feeling before i had kids Mm-hmm. But I'm having a really, like, when you talk about changing a diaper, like, I know that this is a thing. Like, I know, and it's, like, even, I've known for decades that, like, adult babies were a thing. And mm-hmm. uh, and in some ways, I kind of toyed around with that idea as, like, something to think was funny. And, uh, like, I really don't want, I want to make sure that I'm being clear that at at one point in my life, I would have shamed <laughs> or been, like, I would have made fun of it. I like, think most th- of
1: us have made fun of it at some point. That's really
0: silly, stupid. What mm-hmm. a what a weird like those people are weirdos. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that way anymore. I understand that is a healthier way to act out a thing that <gasps> as a healthier way to act out a thing that is in your brain. If it's in your brain, it's a healthy way to act it out or healthier way to act it out than mm-hmm like finding a baby i really am struggling with the idea that oh man i don't know how to describe this but like i really am i'm ch- trying to be open and honest and uh and authentic and say that like the idea of two consenting adults pl- a play acting a tea party that like feels really upsetting to me because i don't want people to be having fantasies about young little children mm-hmm. I, like i don't want that to be a thing because I don't want that to be my kids. Mm-hmm. and thats it feels so personal. Uh, uh, but I uh, like I understand logically that's it's okay. <laughs> like I understand logically it's okay. I just I don't know. I'm I struggle with how to how to protect my children. Yeah, and I, I struggle with the idea that there are people who would find my children to be sexual objects. That's really disquieting to me. And I, I can say openly and honestly that I I struggled with postpartum depression with both kids, especially after my second was born. and part of my the ma- way that manifested was in intrusive thoughts, which are a thing that I think a lot of women struggle with as as mothers who with postpartum depression, and some who didn't suffer from postpartum depression, but that these intrusive thoughts will come into my head. Like, we're definitely going to have to put a content warning <laughs> on this episode. Yeah. But, like, I would have images of carrying my child and like hitting their head on a doorway and their like neck snapping, right? Like, really graphic, horrible things. And a lot of. A lot of people, I, I can't say just women, but a lot of people struggle with sexu- sexual intrusive thoughts where they're molesting their child. Something that is like the most horrifying thing to think about, but it's like a a mental process that happens, I think, based on hormones, especially in the weeks after delivery where you're you have this like major hormone dump. So I, I have this like real psychological trauma of experiencing these intrusive thoughts that that i still have from time to time i'll be walking my kid to school and imagine that they will fall into the street and that i'll watch their skull get crushed and like explode all over the road in Mm -hmm. front of my eyes and and i'll i'll see it all in my imagination and anyway to go back to pornography (laughs) the idea that So I I know so many women who have struggled with those kinds of intrusive thoughts and like the molesting kind and that there are adults who are like, let's play with that. Like it feels it's really dissonant for me to like Mm -hmm. match up the horror that it provides to some people and the sexual gratification that can provide to others is really a challenging barrier for me to jump over but with like without shame like I don't want to I don't want any I wouldn't want anybody to feel shame about whatever they whatever gets their rocks off I just like that is a struggle for me
1: yeah that's I can't imagine having kids honestly and you know <laughs> that, <laughs> I, yeah I don't envy that side of parenting for sure and uh, that sounds intense
0: it's, I, the weird balance, I think this is getting into a totally different co- topic, but I'll just be very brief. The weird balance is like, do I shelter them as much as I possibly can? Or do I expose them to as much as I possibly can? And mm. which one is the better strategy? Yeah. Like, send them to public school, fully diverse potential for a lot of different things or do i homeschool them and expose them to nothing Mm -hmm. (laughs) like both are bad you know both have their ups and downs but yeah i just don't i know that one in four women is sexually assaulted and i have two girls and what does that mean and how can i avoid it (laughs)
1: yeah let's avoid that yeah i'm curious about is resisting those those wild thoughts the most healthy way to do it or is letting them play out freely and letting them flow more healthy and, and i'm there's obviously probably a, a hundred other choices
0: right besides That's doing a it that really way interesting thought though like just letting it ride
1: because mm-hmm. I, I would be i mean i've heard a lot of you know studies about the people who are just terrified that they might be a murderer because they have these flashes mm-hmm. in their head rarely are they ever going to end up being the murderer yeah because that is so concerning to them like that's a an expression actually of their i don't know the ethics that they yeah. actually have yeah yeah and that it's the the i guess resistance that ends up really fucking with their heads, yeah, and and maybe even leading them down a path. Often leading down a path that's unhealthy. Maybe they're not actually murdering, but like they're but, losing sleep and they're not able yeah. to function in society and stuff. Yeah, because there's just so much resistance. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that that having tea parties is the answer <laughs> at all. Right. But it's interesting to think of like how could how could one let that energy flow through yeah. them. And if you're if you're putting up a dam and repressing a thing, that's gonna have its own consequences.
0: I, I I would love to ask the author of those comic books like whether or not that was a way to like release some of that pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Like just writing and creating something around it, and so that it wasn't yeah creating something rather than I don't know. I feel like most people have some sort of impulse control. So that they don't go out and murder people, right? Even yeah. if they have murderous thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I think that's probably why things are created, like video games and porn, and so that there's a place to put it instead of it being done in the in re- real physical world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is an indulgence the same as an outlet? Hmm. I don't, I don't that's know. A,
0: that's a sticky question. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: before we get too far from age play stuff, yeah. uh, a couple of things I would like to say about it, uh, just for, you know, to provide some more information. Uh Please. it doesn't always have to be sexual. Role playing or, or a lot of kink in general can just be exploring one's psychology and one's body. Getting put on a saint andrew's cross and flogged and stuff which is something i enjoy on both ends i like to be hit in that way and i also enjoy hitting in that way yeah nine times out of ten like it's it the experience of something it's not like i'm getting a raging boner from this <laughs> for some people it does yeah like that's what gets them off and turns them on but it doesn't have to be kind of like getting a massage yeah it's it's something that can be relaxing. It's a uh, physical touch. There's all sorts of things that can go into it that don't have to be sexual.
0: Well, I, yeah, like but I, I think really it also like, can
1: be sexual, and that's also a great thing.
0: You have just unlocked a part of my brain that says, like, I love playing on the playground. Yeah. Like, I love to play on a playground mm-hmm. because I love to feel like a kid because I loved being a kid. Yeah. And I, w- I love the idea of exploring that.
1: So, so picture this that, okay, you have. Somebody there who is like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure you're safe. I'm gonna. Any important calls come in, I, I'll handle it. I'm there. I'm watching out for things. And this is the like quote-unquote parent, yeah, or daddy or mommy or whatever you want to call it, yeah. And you are allowed to turn your brain off and just play. You just let go." And just let whatever whim you you want to stare at the carpet for 15 minutes, like <laughs> do it. You want to like roll around like how I, it's actually funny. My friends, uh, I don't have too many babies in my life or friends with kids. You are okay. one of the first that okay. had kids, uh, but I have uh, a, another uh, set of friends who just had a baby and they have uh, what do you call these things that they sit on the floor and it's kind of like an arch. It's There's, like a play mat. The- yeah, it's like a play mat and you lay under it and there's things hanging there. Yes, uh, and there's things that help them like develop contrast in colors. Yes. and I th- think it's like somewhat educational. And so I just like laid under it for a second oh. and started like, bat- and I'll tell you in a matter of seconds, like I wouldn't say I'm accomplished at letting go or at uh, I want to be so much better at playing than I am, but super quickly, I'm just like, I was in another world like amazed and yeah. And I was like, I think this is kind of what the babies are experiencing. Yes. Yeah. And can I just <sighs> bat at things? Not with any objective in mind. Just Not, like to see what it's happens. Just like, yeah. Let's just like see what happens and plays and play. That's
0: actually lovely. Right. And, and yes, I think it would be really nice to have a space. And I, th- I, I wholly endorse a space or a community in order to do that
1: kind of exploration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe that involves changing a diaper. Yeah. For an adult. Yes. Or having like, I actually want to throw a party for my friends and we've all heard of this, but none of us have actually like done the diaper thing. Well, that's like a a few people can be assigned the parents and then we'll do this. And like, it doesn't have to involve pee and poop yeah. and you can make that a rule yeah. and just be like, no, we're just like changing and just seeing what that's about. Yeah. Seeing what, what that's like, who knows? Maybe it, it like takes you back to some, like being an infant and yeah. you're able to, uh, re-experience that in some new yes. way. Yes. That's like, a
0: part of cool. our, uh, that's a part of human existence that is like blocked from our memory. Yeah. Like very few people remember before a certain age like before age two or age three mm-hmm. which is actually really sad for me to think that like a lot of the stuff my kids are experiencing they won't remember mm-hmm. so it would be really interesting to go back and see- and be like i am experiencing this through infant eyes and like yeah. what is the world like from an infant's perspective because i missed that or I, right. or I blocked it. Or it's somewhere hidden in my brain. Yeah, our subconscious
1: has a lot of things that we don't know about in there. Yeah. And I guarantee there's stuff about being an infant that role-playing that would only help tap into it. I don't know if it and would maybe guarantee some, tapping into it. But maybe
0: some psychedelics. Yeah, maybe well. some
1: psychedelics. Or even even subconscious aside, it's just a, another way to experience life. Yeah. Like, we, we're so... Often we can get so rigid about our routines yeah, and just every day looks like the last, like, when was this the last time you had, like, a truly unique experience?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: It's been uh, a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time.
0: I would even, I would say that's borderline. Like, the idea of thinking about you, like, batting at the play, play gym, the play mat, yeah, yeah, yeah. that feels borderline mystical to me. Like, that is a totally different space. Like you have become a different entity Mm -hmm. in that moment. You've become part of like the universe (laughs) in that, right? Like you're not adult Nick anymore. You're honestly,
1: yeah. My, my Eastern philosophy, you know, reading and stuff. It's kind of, it sounds like that. It's not, it's not a regression back, but it's like a letting go of all this like analyzing and strategy and obligation and intent and can we just like how deeply can we relax the mind and and it i think it it does reflect infancy or childhood but it comes with it you know an awareness and an ability to fluently be able to turn it on and off when you need to
0: i'm gonna ask you a question yeah when is a time that you can remember in your life that you felt the most free?
1: Uh, One of the times is, I mean, I think it happened several times, going to emo shows, like in college yes. and being able to just like scream these lyrics at the top of my lungs and just flail. And like, you know, I was as a kid, like told to stop crying and... I, I would say by the time I was in college I had mostly turned mo- like these emotions off oh and uh, this was a safe controlled space to just like let go yes.
0: what uh, give me a band what's like the first band that comes to your uh, mind
1: further seems forever Aww, who was bad. uh yeah, the guy from Dashboard Confessional, his yes. original band, yeah or the band before that, Chris Carraba. Chris Carrabba. That's yeah, right. That's right. I love that. Yeah, and so say pet play is a very similar comes from a very similar place where it's like if you want to pretend to be a puppy or a kitten or something like that, it's there's you're gonna have a handler who's watching over, making sure everything's fine, and they can pet you, yeah, and maybe they can like lead you to like drink out of a saucer or you know <laughs> toss balls or whatever to you brush your hair and you can just let go and play
0: yes uh, which okay i am starting to see this from a different perspective and it may not be true for everybody but it does seem like the maybe the the goal or the point of doing some like something like that is not to fuck a puppy or like, right? Like it, that's not that. So that's original... what I
1: wanted to bring it back to. That can be the point. Okay. <laughs> right. Like I'm, I'm saying it doesn't have to be. Yeah. But that, that could it be could a be part, part of it. Part of it. But yeah. it
0: does seem like there's a lot of it. That's about letting go of structure of an adult person in, modern American society or whatever, right? Like with with job and responsibilities, Um, like that and to release your inhibitions Mm -hmm. and and say like I'm gonna I'm gonna be this other in this other world and Mm -hmm. do and do things that are not part of a regular day for me. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's fucking a puppy.
1: (laughs) Well yeah.
0: But maybe it's just playing. I mean just like
1: I don't know when I take mushrooms and acid I get really horny by the way <laughs> and 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 I want to bang as a part of that experience right or at least get off and I can take care of that myself if I need to okay um let's keep exploring that uh low hin- inhibition playful state yeah and maybe include orgasms into that yeah and okay and so that's I'm, I I'm, I'm tiptoeing towards the direction of and then for a significant amount of people it's also about role playing these ages and having interactions yeah that as- if they were actually these ages would be extremely inappropriate right and i would argue it is a much safer much healthier outlet
0: i'm thinking about things that are inappropriate in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Like like it's not appropriate for me to <laughs> as, as we've discussed in a prior episode, like it's not appropriate for me in in my marriage and for me to go and find a a lady glory hole, <laughs> right? Or mm-hmm. what what like that's not appropriate for me, but I can find a way to make that work inside the context that is like healthy and okay for me in my situation like it would not be appropriate for me to cheat on my husband mm-hmm. but it might work for us to role play that yeah. he's not my husband
1: right or right? do like the you know you go to a bar 15 minutes earlier yeah and have him walk in yes. and like pick you up yeah that's super hot
0: that mm-hmm. is super hot yeah yeah <laughs> But it's, Do yeah. you want to babysit? <laughs> I have plans. <laughs> yeah, I yes. So I I I am now able to, like, I feel like more comfortably contextualize. Like, in a in a real world scenario, this is inappropriate. In role play, it can be a healthier way than acting it out in the inappropriate.
1: Sure. World. Yeah, and honestly, like. I've met lots of people who age play and pet play and by and large, they are extremely well-adjusted, thoughtful, and maybe it has something to do with them actually exploring these things openly.
0: Yeah.
1: Like it.
0: Well, being open to the like batting at the toys and like being trans transported to a different place too. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool as shit. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I want to go there. I want to go to yeah. baby-, baby Town.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you really want to, we can... <laughs> I...
0: <laughs> you have some people. There, you can there are places. <laughs> yes, I have
1: places to go for that.
0: I just want to lay on a on a play mat, though.
1: Yeah. Now, great. Yeah, and you can do it however you want, and that's part of the consent. Like, you're probably going to have a conversation before you you start a scene yeah y- you should have a conversation and see what's what's on the table and and where you want to take it
0: i have been really wanting to explore being bratty
1: oh ever yeah since we talked about yeah that. man is a huge brat
0: i really want to because i feel like i'm also a brat i mm-hmm. just have never tiptoed toward it <laughs> but yeah. I feel like i'm a big brat
1: <laughs> say something bratty to me Be bratty right now. You're
0: not as hot as Adam Driver.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. Work on your. I think your intonation. You're not as hot as Adam Driver.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What was I? I was thinking of something the other day. (laughs) This is probably. I might have to uh, clear this with, with Mike before, (laughs) this gets. Edit it out or not, but I pants him a lot ah! when I'm like winning at something. Yeah. I I pants him, and I feel like that's and I, and then I'll run away. Ah! <laughs> and I, anyway, that might be more kid kid oriented than like mm-hmm. I. We do a lot of little sister little brother stuff because yeah. bo- both of us are little sisters and little brothers, yeah. and so we act out little sister little brother stuff a lot of the time right <laughs> he'll just be so annoying and i'll be like you are little brothering me right now <laughs> but then it kind <laughs> of fine. becomes fun mm-hmm. sometimes yeah sexy
1: right yeah. yeah and so there's there's gray area and i mean it's it's a similar space with uh with like impact like mm. is me hitting amanda domestic violence and is it encouraging me to be violent to her Hmm. and i would say like absolutely not jesus christ like i have zero inclination to control or dominate her like outside of consent or like out of anger yeah or power yeah, yeah like i have like or to prove something like if anything it like has has helped me step in to my own empowerment mm. like cuz i was so just shrinking away of taking any initiative because right. it was just so terrifying mm. and i was so overly sensitive to imposing yeah on on any r- romantic partner or interest romantic interest even that is just like yeah i would just like shrink away and so learning that i like yeah i can like take up space and do what i feel like like what wherever my creativity leads like hey it would be super cool to bend her over this way and you know put her head down this way and it's like and i understand our boundaries and yeah. we've so we, you it's know you well established do and so it's just like i don't need to like ask or like hey you think like maybe we could try this thing? it's just like <laughs> no she just wants to be like thrown down yeah and do this and thing. you know that because and you i know have that those yes it's all it's all been established yeah and. We've been I've been able to explore my own power, my own sexuality, in like mind opening ways. Yeah. Uh, I interact with, I think, other partners in a much more healthy way because I've learned to communicate these things. I know what to look out for if something doesn't feel right for you or uh, I know how to ask the right questions to check in. Yeah. I would say what some people might say is encouraging domestic violence I have found to be one of the healthiest things that's I think in that's my world really beautiful and so I would venture to say that with age play or pet play that's something along those lines is possible okay and I'm not I'm not sure I mean it's going to be different for every person right. how that plays out right yeah I think there can be lots of i don't know little like side skills that you pick up and lots of i'm just putting language around this the
0: thing i i want to go back to like i keep feeling like this is the motto of our podcast but that i don't care what you believe or what you what you do just show me how you treat people yeah and i feel like that is true in the sense like Mm -hmm. do do what you're gonna do fuck a puppy if you need to fuck a puppy,
1: well, it, a consenting a consenting human human role playing
0: role playing puppy, don't puppy. fuck a
1: puppy. <laughs> yeah, that's I another mean, conversation. Let's not go down <laughs> that road. Let's
0: not go down that road. But how are you? Are you harming someone? like yeah. ha, Like, are you harming someone, or are you harming anyone? Yeah. Yeah, and if you are not, then like more power
1: to you. Right. And
0: are you harming yourself? Right, mm-hmm. like is this is your what you're participating in hurting you,
1: yeah, and even I mean, on the flip side of that, is what you're doing creating something meaningful, yeah and uh something beautiful, and are you building trust yeah do this activity, yeah, right I in, mean,
0: in yourself or in your partner or yeah, in-
1: like in instead of maybe like striving to not hurt yeah let's strive to like make be awesome
0: make something amazing yeah yeah do something amazing
1: yeah and so i don't know how do we bring this back to pornography
0: Oof. i think that rounds it out when it comes to like what i what my real feelings about pornography are, are is it hurting someone mm-hmm. like is this exploiting someone yeah is it hurting me it, is it potentially hurting my partner I th- I think uh, as a woman I have uh grown into maturity under the the oppressive wing of needing to look a certain way because yeah. of the men in my life watching porn and having like a view of what women should do and what women should look like and and act
1: like um, I mean is that much different from all the glamor magazines and movies. no, I mean,
0: it's all, but it's all wrapped up into one big media. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nightmare. Um, and I, I know that that's not true for all women, but it definitely has been true for me in my life. So I think it has been harmful to me in my life experience, but are the women who are performing in porn are the men and or women or animals who are performing in porn? Are they, consenting is this uh how they are empowered do they love doing this work like do they love the amount of money they're making like yes 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 wait can i this is an interesting
1: point though because do most americans love the job that they're in do most americans make the money that they wish they were making are they treated well yeah no are they being exploited Yes. Are they working out of duress? Because yeah, they, they have to eat and like clothe their children? Yes. So that is a
0: very interesting point. <sighs> yeah,
1: it's like are we setting double standards here? And and I'm guessing, you know, because it's sex, we we treat it as a category other than our mundane jobs. I just
0: uh, I would just feel like the difference is Forced or not forced, but I don't know if that. Like, uh, yeah, like if if this is your only option.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, like trafficking, and yeah, that's. I uh, think that's
0: where I'm Like
1: enslavement, like yes, that is awful, and we do not condone that ever. I also, um, uh,
0: but I also like lump into that category, like revenge porn, like. Uh, yeah, that's fucked like up too. Where people show videos that they've taken in healthy situations and use it and like air it for people. And
1: that explicitly lacks consent. Yes. Right. Yeah. The person did not agree to have this on the internet.
0: Yeah. Like lots of people enjoy that as, (laughs) as like a a fun thing to watch. Like Mm -hmm. I love to watch things that have not been consented to.
1: Mm. Like not even porn.
0: Yeah. And I think that like America's
1: funniest home videos, where, they're playing.
0: <laughs> yeah, where the basketball doings into someone's junk, and yeah, or punked, where
1: and and I think lesson they probably consented afterwards to put to air it, yeah. But what do I know? Can yeah. I
0: ask you about when did you, after leaving Christianity, like at what point did watching porn become not like a guilty?
1: Or like oh, that. yeah. Cuz I'm sure
0: that growing up, I'm guessing yeah. based on what I know of you that that was like really really bad.
1: Yeah, it's something I craved so hard but also and maybe I craved it more because it I, was so... I felt bad and knew I shouldn't be. When did it become I remember my first girlfriend was not did not like that I looked at porn and so And I like hid it from her and then told her down the line and she was like really upset and she wasn't a Christian either. She did have a Christian background Mm. and, and actually I think immediately following that she, she started looking around to try to find things that she might enjoy just to like try to understand. So, you know, kudos to her for like trying to roll with it, but she was pretty hurt in the moment. Mm. So I think maybe, after that, when I mean, whenever I felt like I didn't need to hide it from my partners, yeah, I don't know that there was a clear time like a, a where line. things switched, but just me getting more and more comfortable with my lifestyle.
0: It for me it was really strange because I never felt like it was bad. Like I never mm. like, and I could say I was really into a certain type of porn for a while in my early twenties until. I was assaulted, and Mm. that, and in a way that was related. Well, I'll just be explicit. I was really into gangbangs, gangbang porn until I was gang raped. And Mm. that uh, changed a lot of stuff (laughs) for me. And see, I'm laughing again on a serious subject. I can't stop. But that, uh, so I stopped being into that. And, but when I became a Christian, I, was really alarmed by the amount of conversation that there was about pornography being like an addiction. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't, I, I believe that you can be addicted to pornography. Like you can be addicted to gambling where you can ruin your life, right. Where it becomes mm-hmm. the thing that you do more than where like you can't like m- function, missing
1: your meetings yeah. and getting fired and yeah. not having, not seeing friends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, right yeah. uh, but like i understand that that's a reality but in the church it was like if you have looked at porn one time even on accident you're addicted you're, you're addicted, yeah, you're addicted to <laughs> so porn. Yeah. um or at least that's how it was talked about uh and communicated and and i was like i i rolled so hard every time that stuff came up cuz i was like it's not like just take one step outside of the church and that's not the reality you can watch porn sometimes and not have it ruin your life. I do understand the biblical concepts behind, like, if your eyes cause you to sin, like pluck out your eyeballs or whatever. Yeah. Like, I understand what what the like biblical ba- basis for those arguments are. But man, there's so much shame, and shame is so yeah. harmful. That it can't like the message should not be you are a terrible person and should never have been that. And purity culture is gross, and that's mm-hmm. the end of my <laughs> my statement. So I never had a like point where I was like, I feel guilty about this. I think, except after I got married for a couple a couple years, maybe a year or maybe two years a- after I got married, I was like, I don't feel great about this because I wanted to give all of that energy to my husband
2: mm-hmm.
0: and n- not save any of that energy for myself and i think that was kind of misguided also at least mm-hmm. for me
1: because that could also spark yes more interest yes exactly
0: and definitely has made me be more creative mm-hmm. and and thoughtful thoughtful about what i might be interested in so we tied religion in
1: yeah we did a uh, quick doctrine question what you just yeah. brought up it sounds like we almost like or Christians almost need things to be called bad for Jesus's so death can... on the cross to have meant something. Yes. yes, So it's like if maybe we're okay to begin with. Yep. I. What does that mean for like the crucifixion?
0: This is what I. Um, this is what I tell my kids all the time: is like you are good. Yeah, And I, my husband, and even I, after I became a Christian, we were indoctrinated with, you are bad.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. You are inherently not bad.
0: okay. Nothing is okay. Yeah. You need a savior. And I, I have come to just feel very differently that Christ is up in me and a part of me and in the universe. And, and that like, I want communion and like connectedness with that spirit, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that I was made good Yeah. and I want my kids to know that they are good and that they like, there's not a, there's not something that they have to overcome, like mm. some inherent part of them that they have to overcome.
1: Yeah. Or hide
0: or get spanked out of them or yeah, <laughs> right. Like
1: scared straight.
0: Yeah. That they are just good. And so I tell them that as often as I can, like your body is good. Like your body is not bad. It's not shameful. You don't have to be embarrassed. Like, There are certain areas that you probably shouldn't touch (laughs) on each other, like on someone else's bodies, Mm -hmm. but like not because it's bad.
1: Boundaries and context and all this thing.
0: It's still good. And yeah, I still think that there's a purpose for for the biblical gospel, even if we're not inherently bad. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I can articulate it in the next moments, but. I believe that I like that there is good and a reason for even for justice, like wholeness and set things the way they should be and for love to be the overarching entity. Mm-hmm. But and, we're if not you, and if you
1: want to love by pretending you're a six-year-old <laughs> or a
0: puppy, <laughs> or a puppy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then like awesome.
0: Oh, puppies are so cute.
1: Yeah, right. They're so cute. Hey. Thanks for You're listening. You are good. You
0: are good. You're good. You're, you uh, are you are good
1: inherently. Have some unique experiences this week.
0: Yeah, go out and play.
1: Yeah, try try something new, try to see the world from a perspective that you did a long time ago you know that what you've forgotten f- about. You
0: know what my favorite thing to do is What's is that? to find a place in my house or my space that I have never been before like Mm -hmm. lay in a weird spot and look at us from a certain angle at something and just think I've never seen this view before
1: that's cool do that getting under tables reminds me of being a kid (gasps) yeah do something playful yes awesome I love you I love you
0: this has been switcheroo
1: (laughs) (laughs) come back next time
0: (laughs) please like us (laughs) (laughs) Love you, okay.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay. Bye. I was sitting in the backyard sipping on a drink. I saw a girl standing there, she was mowing the lawn I, think. I said, Hesitzing, who's this girl back here? That's a my girl, what's she doing? Is she talking on the telephone?